Good morning, I'm Robin Shannon, and this is Fordham Conversations. In a job market that's improved but still bleak, a top-notch resume, cover letter, and strong interviewing skills are essential. But according to my guest today, there's another way to become the brand of choice for a company. Fordham professor Steve Horowitz teaches a course that not only examines the principles of public relations, but also demonstrates how job seekers can go through their own branding process and make themselves more appealing to potential employers. We also hear from Fordham students Lauren Hutt and Catherine Graham, who went through their own self-discovery process to uncover their personal brand. Good morning. Good morning, and thank you for having us, Robin. It's really a pleasure uh, to be here with two outstanding students talking about a subject I'm very uh, passionate about. And we do want to hear about their project, uh, but Professor, define branding for our audience. Well, I think that uh, branding uh, in its simplest uh, terms is really the process that organizations or individuals can use to establish a precise image or an identity that you want for the public to have when they think and in particular purchase or buy your product, your service, or your idea. So what steps should someone take to begin developing their personal brand? I I condense the branding process, which is very complicated, that organizations might use. And in in a personal setting, Uh, It becomes as simple, on paper at least, as saying to oneself, what are my core values? What is it that I really believe? What matters to me more than than anything else in this world? Secondly, what is my passion? What what if I, all things being equal, what would I do if I could do? What what was I born to do? Uh, It could be music. It could be art. It could be flying airplanes. Uh, And then it was a process of then saying, well, I'm passionate about a particular uh, area. Maybe I want to help people. Maybe I want to open businesses. Uh, Whatever that overarching passion might be, uh, does it align itself? Uh, Do I have the values that should accompany that? And then thirdly, the whole process of what skills do I really possess? Many people aren't even aware they have so many skills. They have parenting skills, which make them very eligible to work with uh, uh, children and students and, and seniors and all the other uh, needy groups that are out in our society. Uh, and finally, if it were taken to the actual interview process, resume writing and cover letter writing, one eventually comes up with their brand. So each of us inside of us has a McDonald's, I'm loving it. So my question to my students was, who are you as a brand? I want you to go ahead and go through this process and tell me in the third person, who is Lauren? Uh, Who is Catherine as a product? uh, So that they would then be able to carry that around basically for a lifetime. So when anybody ever asks you the question, tell me a little something about yourself, you've got an identity. And uh, it, in fact, becomes your brand. And the, the goal in establishing your brand is that when you are competing in this world in terms of work and career in particular, there are many people out there, particularly in today's economy, who are seeking similar jobs. And they may have similar qualifications. So what is it that's going to separate you from the, from the other candidates? Or in other words, what is going to make you the brand of choice for that company, you and you alone? Uh, so, Lauren, tell me about yourself. What was your brand? How did you come up with it? 
so my brand was for myself, Lauren, but I said I started out with most people call me Lope. So right off the bat, I shortened it, short and sweet, Lope. In high school, people called me it. In college, people called me it. It's uh, nice and friendly. It sounds yeah. very friendly. Oh, absolutely. It's like I think that when you approach people by their first names, especially nicknames, it completely opens the door to when people don't say to call me Miss Lauren or Miss Hut, Lope, it's just on the table. We're, we're friends. We're friends now. Um, so friendly friendly with Robin now. And I want to read this because I, I got a chuckle out of this. Please. Um, you said here, I value loyal friends. I place value in people who work hard even when they don't have to. I value hot towels right out of the dryer. That I do. That I do. Um, it's <laughs> so one of those simple pleasures. <laughs> um, but it's actually one of the most important ones. And I should have act- not rearranged them, but it is just as important as I value loyal friends to which I put them in. I value, I value, I value because... It's so important to me. Um, my mom, when I was little, when I used to go out of the shower, she would have hot towels waiting for me. And uh, my mom has four children, um, all within two years of each other. And she is just a phenomenal person. She is unbelievable. She's superwoman. Um, so t- when we're taking a shower for her to have time, to she wakes up at 5.30 and goes to bed at 12.30. And I don't know how she does it, but she's unbelievable. But she took them out of the she puts fresh towels in the dryer i don't know if it shrinks them or loses their color but she doesn't care just as long as her children like have hot towels when they get out and she would she would just leave them in the bathroom it's a nice comfort it is it was a comfort of home it's a comfort of my mom and it's just i i admire it like she always selflessly like even if she was eating she was sleeping she heard the shower she would do it and it it shows someone cares like does that extra step because they care absolutely and it was just when our friends came over they remembered that and that was so like when i come to my house like my house eventually hopefully if i have a family one day i want people to come and be like yo your mom she 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 uh, dries our towels for us if we shower there right so it's 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 nice it's a comfort so how did you t- turn that into your brand what about that is a value for you i i pulled my mom out of that i tried to incorporate my mom in the in the most important part um my friends are my family so i said that was um general on the table um people who work hard even if they don't have to that's everyone i'm surrounded with that's teachers professionals um We'll get into it later, but I'm really into the sports field, and a lot of these people come from a lot of money. They come from a lot of opportunity, and they don't have to work these crazy weeks. They don't have to work 100-hour weeks, but they do it because they love it, and I, I really admire that. Um, I didn't grow up with much, but a lot of people around me did, and I, I loved seeing that even if they didn't have to work to make paycheck to get food on the table, they still did, and they made it seem like it was no big deal. Just like my mom, she had to, but she would be the one person you'd never think because at the end, she would come out with a smile. You would never know. She woke up at 5.30, started hula hooping. My mom hula hoops every morning. Um, <laughs> with the kids or just, just alone, always, just for always. exercise? Just or? for exercise. She thinks it works her core. Okay. She's, she's crazy. And it does. Um, I heard it does. She, right? That's what I heard, too. So she's she's intelligent, but she she still finds time with the dryer. And I just, I wanted to, my mom is is a big value to me. And I admire her in the sense that that's that's a value. So that's, going that's, that's that extra step, value. that's something that you do. It's something do. I, I've seen that's influenced me, but it's something I want to be. It's just like the past and the future. So, Catherine, how did you come up with your brand? So, initially, when I got the project, I spoke to one of my girlfriends and I was telling her, like, oh, we have this great project in my public relations class and I've got a brand or come up with a brand for myself. So she was like, well, why don't you be a perfume? Like, that's perfect. You can be, you know, lustrous and fragrance. And I was like, yeah, that's an easy way out. I said, I don't think that we're supposed to have a product. We are the product. So I had to kind of look at it and analyze. I looked at the passions, the core values, the skills, the goals. And uh, part of the project was that we had to encompass all four of these things into one sentence, one to two sentence, which was actually the branding statement, come up with the logo, and then in turn have a tagline for it. 
So what was your goal in coming up with this, uh, Catherine? My overall goal was to help people understand change, commit self-accountability and responsibility, be able to build action plans so that they can work their way through this, capture the big picture, improve the realistic choices in life and in business, personal family life, and provide a method to troubleshoot those barriers so that they can enhance their quality of life. So going through the self-discovery, right, how has the process helped you or has it? The process has helped me a lot because it helped me realize exactly what my my special talents are, what I'm good at and how people view what I'm good at. Now, Lauren, I want to ask you the same question. How has this process helped you? In, in a different way, um, actually, but in, in a, I mean, I guess, equally valuable way. Um, I guess mine was not as formal. It, it probably wouldn't help me in a job interview, but... But it did help you with this it sort of self-discovery, correct? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. It's been so great because I, I mean, again, I'm only 19. I have so much, I have finals and I have a job and I'm <laughs> living on my, my own for the first time. So it's completely different. But I have written resumes and I have done um, this one thing that I think is the most thing I, valuable thing I've ever learned. I always write thank you cards to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I handwrite them and I think that it's it's such a loss. My mom used to say the same thing. It's write that a, thank you card. And people, especially my age, everyone's shooting a text. Everyone's shooting an email. And I really think it's personal when it's handwritten, even if it's a few words um i signed my tagline of my whole um project was be good and um the essence of the story and i think that you'll get a kick out of this um my ex-boyfriend actually told me he got into a fight a huge fight and um it was over and da da and uh, he was like be good as if it was spiteful it was harsh um so i just i was heartbroken absolutely no wait heartbroken. you and he got into an argument we got into an he... argument okay and he was saying talking talk to me and it was just you're this this wrong this wrong this wrong and you know what? be good lauren be good and it was so hurtful and so harsh. And I was heartbroken. I mean, I'm this 18-year-old girl and I'm heartbroken. Right. But I took a few steps back and I evaluated myself. And this was all going on at the same time. So, I mean, at the time I was 18, 19, whatever. Right. Um, evaluating it. And I was like, let me take this and just spin it into everything I want out of my life, out of my career. I'm only 19. Like, So let me ask you, he, he would hear you or see you sign Be Good because that was sort of like your tagline, and, right? And, he and then he used it, it and he against you almost? against me. Oh. I know, <laughs> I know. But it's just so, now it just means so much in the sense that someone would attack you with that, but it was such a, I'm going to, whatever I do, whatever I become, I'm going to be a good one. And you know what? You lost that. But it's not as out of spite anymore. It definitely, it sums up who I am. Just whatever you are, just just be a good one. Be a good and person. And be good be at good whatever at you are and whatever you and, do. And really, it doesn't really matter what you become, but it matters who you become. And I think that someone said that and it just stuck. It's like, it sticks. And I'm my actual logo is a coffee cup because that's, it's it's me. It's me in a cup. You're good. I'm, I, and I you're going to be good at whatever you good. do. And it's be good, period, which is like so harsh. It like sticks it. And who doesn't love coffee? Exactly. <laughs> Dr. Horowitz? Yeah, and I'm loving that uh, play on words about uh, that's me in a cup because uh, uh, Lauren's winning entry in our branding contest was life is short, enjoy the coffee, and uh, of course be good. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I think for any uh, any any employers, any, any uh, people in her professional life and certainly her personal life, are going to recognize just uh, just how uh, how how fantastic she is in her uh, in her passion for life itself and helping people. One point I think that's really uh, important for me to to make here is that I think this branding piece uh, is also illustrative of Fordham's branding of itself in a sense because uh, one of the philosophies about Fordham that I've 
I've garnered after a couple of years of being here uh, is that Fordham recognizes traditional values, but is also very open and flexible to using innovative uh, strategies such as the kind we developed in this course uh, in order to promote the whole individual and with the ultimate goal of doing good for society and community and family. And I think that's very much a Fordham tradition. So I was very pleased to see that this uh, this kind of an activity fit in so well with that. And also the, the Fordham idea of building excellence and having students really take the knowledge that's being gained and examining it from a self-discovery point of view. Examining concepts, gaining information, gaining enlightenment, epiphanies, if you will, connecting it with other things they've learned in their lives so that they can develop this confidence that's going to take them successfully forward into their futures. Um, I just want to add that even though it wasn't a, a professional thing that would help me, like I would never hand this in as a resume and be like, yeah, hi, I'm low. Here's a cup of coffee. Um, but That would get you a job here. I mean, that right. would get you a job you here. Know, <laughs> I, it might. It might. Right? If you, if you, if you can uh, make a good cup of coffee, that'll, coffee. Get you, that'll get you a um, job here. And I, not to say it has not, it definitely has helped me to know how to make coffee and know a good cup of coffee. But um, it, it kind of, it was like a stress relief. It was just like a therapeutic, like, what am I good at? Let me put it all on paper. And it was kind of like a like a high five, like slapping a million angels, you know? Like, like this is awesome. Like, it was a fit, like a few of my things. Efficiency is key, surrounding myself with good people. I'm like, these are my strengths. If I start utilizing them more, now that they're on paper, it was just like, Lauren, you have this. You know what you are or you want to be. And I think that it, it's like as much as this is myself, it's also goals like return to this if you at one time were um, – and just remember that this is who you are or who you want to be. And you like can. Like if you veer off the path, remember, be exactly. good. It's right. Be good. Right? And it's honestly, so I hear it almost like the just do it from Nike because mm -hmm. it can be self-interpreted. Like you interpret it one way, but be good is sort of a, a saying for all of us to remind ourselves, be good at what we do. Be good at who we are. And be a good be person. Be good at what we want and, and be, be a good, good person. person. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what job you have. If it, it, if you are not a good person, how it, that's who radiate you are who you hang out with like yeah. i like want to surround myself with good people so if they're going to be good and i'm going to be good then we can all enjoy coffee together right <laughs> and that's what that is <laughs> dr harwitz yeah i i think i'd like to also add a very special point uh, given the time uh that we new yorkers are experiencing right now the tragedies that we've gone through um and um I wanted to make the point that people who are out there, and uh, my heart has gone out to my fellow New Yorkers and, in the, in, and up and down the eastern seaboard, that um, this is the time where, um, even though things are quite difficult, uh, this could be the time where you take stock. Uh, you may have lost a job because of what has taken place. You may have, in addition to the more important things of losing home and, and so forth, but it can be, a, can be an opportunity for those out there who are needing jobs in this um, tough economy or who are thinking of career changes. So your listening uh, audience uh, can, 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 can recognize from our discussion that they, they, they have a process here that they can examine, keeping in mind that they themselves are a product, a good product. They just have to delve into uh, some of the values, their passions, and this may help trigger for them as it does with our students at Fordham, a, a career path. And I really hope this can be helpful in, in, helping, in helping them do so. 
This is Fordham Conversations on 90.7 WFUV. I'm Robin Shannon. Today I'm talking with Fordham Public Relations Professor Steve Horowitz and a couple of his students, Lauren Hutt and Catherine Graham. They're here to talk about the best way to brand yourself for success in the job market. So, uh, Professor Horowitz, what I'd like to do is have you help me develop my brand and do it in a way that our listeners can follow this step-by-step rule if they're looking for a new job or if they're uh, looking to change jobs or if they're out of work right now. So can you help me develop my brand? You bet. Okay, here we go, Robin. So what's the first thing I need to do? Right from the top, uh, like you to uh, think uh, thoughtfully about your passions. Forget everything else in life, your qualifications, your background, your culture. What is it in life that makes your blood move? What are some of the uh, areas? I like to help people. Mm -hmm. I like to... Lauren, help me out. Don't be so serious. What do you like to eat? What is your favorite food? What is Lobster. Your favorite color? Then, then that's that's your passion. <laughs> if it's like you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't always have to be so cut and dry. Okay. Mm-hmm. And lobster also embodies something else. You 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 like indulgence. You like to feel good. Yes. Mm. You like nourishment. Ooh, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. So that's okay. Part of your passion. So you should like I write down indulgence? Absolutely. Okay. Um, so we got helping people. We got uh, indulgence. Uh, could be adventure. Could be. Travel. I like to mm-hmm. travel. That's I don't it. do That's it. One. That's a big I don't one. do it, but I like to travel. That's okay. What is that showing you? That you got to travel more. I really do. I haven't been on vacation in 10 years. Okay, okay. and you can see what, en- what ends up <laughs> happening here. This is a process that doesn't have a time limit on it. Okay. It's yours and yours alone. There's no right or wrong answer. It's really a self-discovery about who is Robin in terms of what makes Robin's blood move, What what when she gets up in the morning, if she could be an astronaut or a... A, a reporter. I like a being reporter. a reporter. You bet. So the first step is to, to define my passion, which is helping people and, in, and indulgence, I guess, that that's what you guys are telling me. And travel has to do with discovery. Okay. You like to see the world. You want to see more. You want to do more. Okay. Discovery works. I do like to uncover things. I like to know things. So you're investigative. Okay. okay. So you're an explorer. You're in the right you're, field. And and that being said, you would go through this list even when we're off the air and you would you would you would what would happen, Robin, that is so um exciting is you would begin to uncover things you weren't initially aware of and you would begin making connections and you would be uh beginning to get a deeper understanding of where some of these passions may have come from uh culturally or uh in your dna for example then you would move on and say now what do i value okay which is somewhat different than a passion it's what are my ethics what are my beliefs what what at the at my core do i matters to me i value uh friendship mm-hmm I value um, honor. Mm-hmm. I value. Um, actually, I'm thinking about my my boss to be honest, because he's a very patient and kind person. So I I value kindness. Mm. Patience is a big one. And responsibility. I like people who who are responsible. So now you have a sense of what what matters to you. So now you're in the process of saying, okay, I'm passionate about A, B, and C, uh, and I truly embrace the, these sort of values of integrity and honesty and uh, kindness and so on. Now what you would do is say, now what do I do well? What do I do well? Specifically. Ooh, what do I do well? Uh, I hope I did this interview well. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Communication then. Uh, So I hope I communicate effectively. Absolutely. Um, uh, Oh, that's a hard one. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Can be, but 
uh, there are things that you do on a on a regular basis, for example, that that almost make it. Um, uh, uh, that where you're not aware of it. For example, in doing this interview, you, organizational skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm, to, a, I'm an organizing fiend. You offered me water, and I was parched. Uh, you, that was awesome. <laughs> so look, that's that's hospitable. Okay. You are, um, I'm hospitable. Right. Thank you, guys. I'm you're analytical. I am analytical. You must be in order to have a sequence. Well, how should I present this particular interview? Who should I start with first? Sometimes what are the main I'm more points? analytical so than So you're I able to <laughs> sort through a lot of minutia and get to the kernels uh, of, um, of excitement for your listening audience. So as you begin, you can see as we do this process, more and more and more of this becomes revealed to you. And that's the power of this process. Now, if in fact you or your listening audience were to be doing this and now we're seeking an actual job, for example, Mm -hmm. they would then take these and they would condense it because in any interview, as you know, there are time limits and this is where you would want to condense and and establish your branding statement. So, for example, uh, we've just gone through three three phases for you, Robin. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I were to ask you, and this is a tough, tough question because I know uh, that Catherine told me it took hours and hours to (laughs) to condense all of this into a two-sentence branding statement. So if you were describing Robin yourself in the third person, what would you say about Robin? I would say Robin is a helpful, friendly person who values kindness and honesty, who's analytical and tenacious and hospitable. Well, let me tell you, if I am an employer and you came in to an interview and you made that very brief statement... I, for one, would be extremely impressed because many people flounder around trying to figure out the answer to that question. And within about a minute or two, you've already created a branding statement. Now, later on for fun, because, again, this is not a course in graphic arts. Right. But it was fun to ask students to play around with visuals. You know, as they see so many logos out there as they and travel around. And what their around. logo would be. Yeah, and I would ask you then to imagine uh, a logo that might uh, personify Robin that could be uh, along with a little tagline, you know, which would be your branding statement even more reduced into the I'm loving it. Uh, McDonald's Robin example. Well, I hate to take Lawrence, but I would love a cup of coffee. I would, <laughs> everybody knows I'm like the coffee queen here. <laughs> this is why we work. This is why we work. <laughs> so now I would just I would go from there, come up with a, a logo, and Absolutely. then come up with a, now. How does that help in the process? Does it just help you? Because you wouldn't necessarily put that on your your resume, you would you? Put or... that on your resume. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know, it's interesting because lots of things happening. Uh, once upon a time, I took a public relations seminar because I was urged to do so because I didn't even recognize I had that potential. And uh, sometimes you just find out that uh, there are things out there that you are not only passionate about and interested about. But also have a, a, a skill ability, like you may become a graphic artist. So this idea of exposing our students to all the aspects of public relations, even if it's relatively brief, uh, because we never know where it leads. Uh, in the immediate part of the uh, assignment, so to speak, it was to literally visualize what might this look like for you. And in doing so, there's also a discovery. Uh, in this turn, case, it's uh, visual. And in some cases, some of these uh, logos were just so outstanding. I, I, I tell you, I would recommend that certain people put them on their cover letters and their, in, and their um, applications. Or at least their, their, their tagline. Yeah, because you have to remember, uh, as with any marketing, 
uh, uh, and in your case, for example, at a, at, a, at a media station, a radio station, you must get hundreds of uh, media releases where people are competing in order to oh, get, yeah. uh, as we're doing, some airtime. You've got to make that decision almost almost immediately which ones are interesting, which ones aren't. So I'm an advocate for a person who, if they have that uh, that branding statement at the top of their cover letter, at the top of their application or someplace there, even with a logo, could very well be the attention getter that allows that employer to keep them in the running uh, while the others are being uh, being ruled out. Lauren? So how do you take your coffee in the event that I need to release something to the media? Because I think that's just, like, really important. Milk and extra sweet. Right, so just note it. Just note it. So, Professor, how would I take the phasing of the branding process, the passion, I went through that, the values, um, and what I do well, how would I take that and then turn it into my catchphrase? How do I know what pieces are the most important to stand out? That was my struggle. Was it? How did you get through it? Part of the assignment was the professor advised that we take a little bit out of each, a little bit out of your passion, a little bit out of your values, your expertise, and your goals, and create an entire sentence of it. And from that sentence, that you create your tagline out of. So with everything that I've read to you, my actual branding statement itself was transitioning lives encounter many changes. Direction and understanding change is essential to enhancing quality of life. So with that, I took the transition from my passion. I took change out of my values. I took direction and understanding out of my goals. And I put it together, and that's how I came to that. The fact that you needed that quality of life. That's a goal for me, to have quality of life. I I need direction. That's what I'm good at. I need to drive change, and I'm passionate about transition and changing lives and making everything work out for itself. And your tagline was changing lives need direction. Simple and sweet. Mm -hmm. Because it's true and it's honest. It's like Professor says, I'm loving it. Professor Horowitz? Yeah, and I would just just add that this is not an easy process. If it was easy, everybody would do it. So this, again, is designed for that person to... um, articulate that they, in fact, um, are different from perhaps other people in that they're able to see a bigger picture and they're able to articulate it either verbally or visually to say and uh, present themselves as a brand, as a product of choice. So your homework, Robin, for this evening uh, won't be an easy one. So uh, you'll be, uh, we'll be expecting to hear, or you uh, letting your listeners know at some future time what exactly your <laughs> brand, brand is, is and your tagline. I'm and sure I would Lauren expect and Catherine it to be will help nothing me with that. less than outstanding. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> Lauren and Catherine I'll will help me with that one. And we'll just be great. <laughs> and this is something you take with you. You consistently have this with you. You now know your values. You know your passions. You know what you want. And just like you were able to just articulate that right off the top of your head without any pre any problems and that's a question like professor said people struggle at i know i've been on interviews lauren and i are very different like i'm a non-traditional student she's 19 i'm 30 so there's a big difference but we both learned a valuable lesson across the board and i think that says a lot especially with fordham's diverse range in you know the population of the students we're different but there's still a message it hasn't changed you need to know who you are you need to know what you want and you need to be able to Put that into at least one page, four phrases, four statements, and say, this is who I am, 
and go for it. Lauren? Um, I was, again, I guess build off that. Um, like Fordham, with, this was the first online class I've taken. Um, I'm a traditional student for the most part. Um, so when I was eight, offered to take it with my crazy schedule, it was, it was definitely fit in the mix. But my, ta- my, ta- my statement was be good. But my like whole tagline was um, simply speaking. So I pulled that from my passions. I like one of my passions was simplicity, and I think that that's the best. It's key to being happy. Everything, the little things will make you the happiest. Um, but my tagline was simply speaking. You'll sleep when you're dead. And um, that actually, it brings you back to the coffee and it brings you back to my, I I like efficiency. I don't like sleeping. Um, I try to work my hardest. And I think that if I put that on a resume, it would be a bit of witty humor, but it would portray so much that they'd ask you about it. And I could go for days talking to you about why I don't believe in sleep or why my personal reasons for it. But just in general, when you don't sleep, you get more accomplished and it brings you to coffee and it brings me back to my mom and how she doesn't sleep and it encompasses so much in that one tagline so if you can get that tagline and just say wow like that encompasses everything I want to say boom you have it are there any final words or final comments or final suggestions or maybe advice for our listeners should do it I think you should give it a try Mm -hmm. because you'll learn a lot about yourself this was definitely self-discovery self-actualization and uh, I want to say that it's going to help me now and it's going to help me in the future and maybe help the people who are around me because anyone asks as I can say this is what you need to do to figure out what you really want I I think my final comment would be to remind your listening uh, audience that um, no one out there should feel intimidated you have strengths and you have passions and you have values and you have skills and uh, there are places like Fordham University that have these courses at whatever stage you're at and I I advocate that you take advantage of that and go out and uh, go get them. My thanks to Professor Steve Horowitz and Fordham students Lauren Hutt and Catherine Graham. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'd also like to thank my producer, Alan Canlett. This has been Fordham Conversations on 90.7 WFUV. Stay with us, George Bodarki and Cityscaper next. For Fordham Conversations, I'm Robin Shannon. I'm home, I'm home, it's home from Murphy's home.